Yo, yo, yo. Kia ora, everybody. What's up? It is Robert. Welcome to Friday, our first uh, Morena meetup. Good morning. How are you? We've been interviewing a whole bunch of people this week, uh, so we figured why not open up the lines and actually open up for everyone. So if you are tuning in right now, where are you at? What are you doing? What's going on? This can be like um, News Talk ZB, but talking shit, but video-wise. So if you're um, tuning in, literally you can click the link right below, and you'll actually be able to um, jump straight in and you will pop up, so how the technology works, you click the link, it comes in, you pop it in here, and then uh, you'll pop up uh, right below on your screen, so you can do it on your cell phone, you can do it on, on LinkedIn, whatever. The goal here is um, either, you know, what's been what's been awesome, what do you learned? What's new? What's been shit? What are you working on? And I'll just put the, um, the link in there to LinkedIn as well. So if you're on LinkedIn, I've just commented down below, you can click the click the link to join in or in the show. Uh, literally, that's what's going to happen. So whoever wants to join in, jump up, say where you're at, and see what's going on. How's the week been? Has it been? Has week one of this lockdown for New Zealand been good? Has it been shit? Has it been? Oh, Adama says Morena, what's up? Adama, you're more than welcome to jump in. Anyone is more than welcome. Click the link, come in the mix, and and, and join the show to wherever you're at. Who's got the best home office setup? We'll have points for that. Who's got the best banter of the best uh, quarantine story this week? Might be a prize for that. Who's got who's had the shittest week? That might not be a prize, but I'll give you high fives and, and virtual hugs um, from there as well. We've been really lucky this week on the show. Um, oh, Hinamaya Elder was, she just said Hinamaya, she said, um, I'll be in handover at Starship at 9, send love to you all. With, <laughs> we have the Bitches and Bubbles podcast at 5.30 with Charmaine. Oh, it's so good. So good. Who's going to be the, the the first brave soul? If you've been tuning into any of the, the shows this week, um, I w- would like to hear what's been, what's been your favorite interview. What have you learned? What's been something cool that you've um, you've seen pop up? What are you working on now? Has your business pivoted? What's the biggest challenge that you've faced with your business in the last, last week? Have you gone batshit crazy at home with your partner and um, and needed to go for runs? What have you done? Um, oh, Adam says, oh, I see I'm not dressed well enough yet. Well, I, I don't usually dress well, so I'm not, not, not too phased on it. Um, while we wait for that, um, until the first one come in, whiskey to whoever joins the show first. Just, I don't care what you're doing. If you're watching this now and it's nine o'clock, you're clearly not really working. Your boss might be checking it out, so it doesn't matter. Um, Hori the bro, jump in, mate. Hori, hit the link. I know you're in Christchurch, Ariki Creative. This guy's an absolute um, creative weapon. I don't know, boy, gone good. So, so rad, so epic. Um, I'm just actually trying to find out what some of the other shows that we've had this week. We have so much. Later on today, we've got um, at uh, 10 o'clock, uh, John Baker, media boss, um, ICG director, um, and in the mix. Oh, we've got our first first guest coming in. Feel free, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Brent Norling. <laughs> you, you said free whiskey, I'm here. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, oh, um... <laughs> Yeah, rain check, rain check. I mean, it's nine o'clock. I mean, shit. Um, Tamadi, okay, so uh, guest number one, how's your week been? Have, have you been a lawyer? Uh, introduce yourself to everyone. I'm sure they know who you are, but give, what's your name? What do you do? Brent Nolling. Uh, we resolve commercial disputes. Nice and lawyer, simple. how has the, 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 the law game been this week? Chaos? Oh, man, it's been brutal. Like, um, I'm having probably 
eight to ten scheduled consults a day with business owners right now um plus plus everything in between it is brutal like the decisions business owners are making yeah what what's the gnarliest shit you've been seeing like what's the main what's the main issue for everyone uh the main issue right now is no cash so cash has just completely dried up and uh the main issue we're dealing with right now is still the lease issues so landlords are uh are digging in um and and tenants are trying to get some rent get some rent free yeah is everyone playing that same game joe's um tuned in joe you should be on some spreadsheet doing damage somewhere trying to take over the world with adam what are you flipping doing either join the show bring a wine or get out of here no joe's awesome uh so so tenants are is everyone getting gnarly trying to figure out how to not pay rent is our landlords being dicks uh what's happening do you think there's going to be what's your prediction for the real estate market in terms of um that happening for the next little bit but uh, everything's trickling up, right? So um, employees uh, are losing their jobs. Business owners are facing some really uh, tough decisions. They need to get some rent free. They need to cut their costs to survive. So then that puts the landlords in a tough position, right? Landlords have mm. mortgages to pay as well. Totally. Um, and so, you know, my, my view is uh, the banks need to step up. I mean... Okay, money well, yeah. is flowing money is flowing up in a good market and now it's time for the for the banks to to reach out to their portfolio of landlords and say hey look it's all gonna do so um i w- had an off the record conversation with someone yesterday and and they're a very smart human they said employees have been taken care of great but what about the flipping businesses who are now totally stuffed and tapped they the government needs to do something substantial for business owners themselves right now do you agree, disagree? What should happen? Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the, and and it's not the tech, it, it's not the government, it's the taxpayer. The tech is the taxpayer's money and and it needs to circle back. And that first bailout package was shit. Like it what? was rubbish. I thought Yeah, man. For, like what? for for, for business owners. Shit? For business owners, it's rubbish. Oh, yeah, okay. I yeah, mean, yeah. okay, got you. Like, like, and even for our healthcare, I mean, 0.5 went to healthcare. Like, come on. Like, yeah. Of, okay. of, of everything we need right now, it's healthcare. And so that how would doesn't you even s- cover our deficit. Um, Ricky says, how do I jump in? Yeah, get in line. Dude, Ricky, this is super simple. I flip and put like five <laughs> links. It says, join the show. Click the link. And it says, StreamYard forward slash DWV. But hit the flipping link. Shit, man. Ricky, for a tech guy, he's not too smart, is he? Fuck. So you reckon it's a, so you reckon, so what, how would you change it? What do they need? Look, I think business owners know where their money needs to go and they know where they need to be spending money. And the money that they have received uh, in the subsidy, in the form of the subsidy, um, comes with a whole bunch of criteria. The reality is on the front lines, business owners actually don't really understand that criteria that well. And so, yeah. They are calling professionals all day, whether it's their accountant or their lawyer. I'm trying to figure out whether they qualify, whether they have to pay it back. Um, yeah. What if what if I've taken it and now I can't afford to even keep my staff on? You know, yeah. do I have to pay them above eighty percent? Can I still keep it? I pay it back. There's all these there's all these questions, right? So, you know, I think we just need to say, here's some cash, spend it where you need, and and I think we just need Ooh, to trust big call. business owners. Yeah, we need to trust them, man. Like, could you there, trust? I, I mean, could you trust them? 
Some Could you, you can't. Some yeah. you can't. But the bulk, net, net. the bulk you can. So, so how much should? So you're saying business owners should literally just get a, just get cash from the government. You're saying every business Start. owner should just get cash. How would you determine how much cash they should get? If they make well, a million bucks, how much should they get? If they make but, ten million bucks, how much should they get? If you make hundred grand, how much should you get? I don't think every business owner should get some cash. Uh, I, I think that those who are going to take a, a financial impact due to COVID nineteen should get could should get some bailout because we need we need these small business owners to to survive. We need we need them to thrive, and we need them to come out the other side and continue to employ uh, and to stimulate our economy. That's that's okay. our reality. Um, I love your work, brother. Next caller is coming in. I feel this is like a full talk show now. I, Brent, Norling Law, thanks so much for your time. Great. And next up, we have Ricky Jack. Join the show, Ricky. How are you, brother? Bro, I'm fantastic. Apart from the fact you're ribbing me live online that I can't find your link. Dude, I was on the Facebook platform. There's no link there. There's only Bro. LinkedIn, man. I had to like go find you everywhere. Mate, it's, 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 it's the danger of live plus me doing my thing. How are you, my friend? <laughs> Dude, I'm doing fantastic. You know, this is the honeymoon that I never had, man. Like, I'm locked in isolation. <laughs> well, clearly, you like, you don't have three kids running around and a, and I got a crazy puppies, partner be so, beating the yeah, shit out no of you. Kids. Uh, yeah. Introduce yourself to the fam and um, say what's up. Ricky Jack, serial entrepreneur, um, digital marketer, guru. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Voiceover Dig actor, whatever. D digital, digital weapon. Okay, um... Biggest shit you've seen going on with this whole stuff in terms of your world. Digital marketing, I, media's turned upside down, Bauer Media's sure. gone under, Facebook, yeah, Google, man. all sorts of shit. What's your, what's your take? So, I think the I think the plane of marketing is going to change completely differently. Uh, wow. It's going to change completely. Oh, I think it's going to go full content. So exactly what you're doing is is how our marketing is going to go. I think people are done with inauthenticity. I think people are done with... Um, like even boring old brand awareness billboards are done. I think this is the new brand awareness. This is how you build a brand is you give away value for your top of the funnel activity. So um, free values. People don't have patience. People yeah, don't have they, patience. They, they don't, mate. They're just like, here's my logo. Get to know me. That's my brand awareness done. Or, no, it's no, like, no. no it's a, it's a, hey, um, it'd like to be connected professionally on LinkedIn. Here's a quick link to book in a time to talk to me about how I can sell you services. Yeah, Stuff totally. Stuff you. Like that Dude. shit is so bad. It is yeah, so yeah, yeah. bad. And I, I've actually I'm got a post come up with talking about like the, the tone deafness of so many brands right now, thinking that this is the time to sell and exploit on social is mind blowing. Mind blowing. Oh, we lost you. Oh, shit. I think we lost them. Oh, shit. Ricky, try and come back. Uh, next up, the bro. Oh, about like the, the yeah, Hori, what's up, bro? You might need to um, chuck uh, headphones on um, or turn the other or turn the show on mute so I can see it. Okay. You got it? Oh, hey, hey yeah. brother. Good, bro. Yep. Oh, shit. I was so busy because... Um... Uh, I'm trying to mute on the show. I know. Kill the show. Just kill the show. Kill the sh kill the show. You're on okay. here. You're on. Okay. How are you, brother? I tried to get some better light. You know, dude. How did you try <laughs> to get better light get by better literally light. going behind the screen <laughs> with the light coming in behind you? That is the that is the definition of backlit. 
yeah, I thought I would have got a um, time to prepare. There's a backstage, but there's not much of a backstage going on. You can't get bro. light shooting into the sun. <laughs> That's Go, why bro. I in front of the camera cap. Um, introduce yourself to the to the gang. What's your name? What's up? Hi, Torakoto, Hori Mataki. Um, just getting through this mahi like everybody else, really. Um, yeah, some real good insights. So I just appreciate the cordial from um, Jack as well as um, Tangaroa Walker and Charmaine who helped me um, mm. some of the money that we're trying to do in South Island at the moment with um, establishing oh, actually yourself as well while putting up um, StreamYard as a p- potential platform for some of our clients that want to do mahi similar did, to this. Did Ricky help you with that? Oh, he, I talked to him. I was asking him questions around. I put it up on the Power Moves page around. Ah, mate. Um, what, what's the best way to get some of the social stuff out at the moment and such an, a, mass, a massive amount of content pumping online at the moment? How to get some cut through? You know, what kind of awesome. ideas that he might have seen that would help? Funny you say that. Because here he is, Ricky J. Hey. Back in the show. Oh, hey. I'm so sorry about that. Look, I've come on that Karaka internet, guys. It's like ADSL, three three megabytes down. That's all I got. So. Oh, um, so, Hori, uh, give quick. So, maybe just jump to. Yeah, Ricky, finish, finish that last thought with the game changing for media, and then we can go back to Hori with it, because I think that's it's a very interesting point. And sure, sure. I think there's something in there that is really interesting. Go for it. Yeah, so just really quickly, what I'm seeing is like I've probably lost half of my business and then gained an extra half of business for um, like services that can operate versus service, like gyms, obviously just shut their doors. So, we lost that revenue overnight. Uh, and then we've got. Um, other people who are selling PPE and, and hand sanitizer and they've doubled down. Um, the What we're seeing though is we're testing a whole bunch of different creative to see what the market is engaging with. And I can tell you right now, if you try and sell a product, even if it's the essential product and it's a product that everybody needs and the product everybody wants, no one buys it. You can't you can't sell a product anymore. You have to You have to be a genuine human and do genuine good shit and then people will engage with whatever you're doing even if it's exactly what they need. Like we got one company selling hand sanitizer and obviously it's just going nuts. Like they sold 18,000 units in four days in New Zealand alone. But the the thing is, is that um, they're still getting hate for operating on their channel, right? So it's on their on their Facebook page and on their ads and stuff because we're like, here's hand sanitizer, buy it, like you want it. And then we, you know, we test a whole bunch of other creative, like stay safe, look after your family. If you want our services, we're still operating in this. And that ad goes nuts, right? So like from, and, and us as copywriters, we are, you know, when we're developing ads, we're always trying to find the right creative that works, but it all comes back to, everything is always coming back to how organic and how real can you be? And you'll find that even with the Google algorithms over the last five years, everything has changed to be how real can you be? And all the, all they're doing is just how, how real, how real. And so people are saying, how can I get to the top of Google organic search? Be organic. Like, okay, how do I do that? Write blogs. Okay, I'll write blogs. It's like, no, no, don't write blogs because you have to write blogs. Genuinely just put some good content out that people will engage with and then people will like that too. So I, I'll, I'll jump quickly on that. So I've had this thing where by default design, I've never paid a cent for absolutely anything. No paid SEO, no Google, no nothing. And, you know, I got to 1.7 million people. It was like, buy it. And like someone asked me to say, oh man, you know, you could get to so many people if you start paying. I'm like, no, that I am not a brand that's selling shit. This is not even brand building. This is like, no, if it's organic, if it's good, it will go. If it's yep, good, it will 100%. go. Stuff I've it. always I, said, I've always said um, when people go, oh, you know, I'm looking to dip my toe in online. I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, my business is not working. Like, if it doesn't work offline, it won't work online. <laughs> You've got to, yeah. 
your business has to work first. Uh, you have to do good stuff first. And then all we are is an amplifier. If it's shit, we'll amplify shit. That's it. Yeah, uh, Rick just says, if you've been focusing on uh, being to ser of service to people, right now is the moment that all your mahi will be paying off. Brand yeah. is value and authentic service will create market share if you have patience. Good work. Very well said, Rick. Um, Hori, uh, agree, disagree from a creative side in, in, in this digital space as well? How are you seeing this this whole thing shift? Um, oh, so it's interesting because like yourself, like um, Ricky and others that are already digital and understand the pl the platforms and online traffic and web and stuff, you almost have like a, a, an advantage. Um, but now it's becoming, you almost have to become a bit, of a, a bit of a mentor and teacher for those that are trying to adapt really fast to this new space. And I think being isolated is, is actually, you're kind of becoming MacGyver to kind of create content. Bro. Kind of become like, how do you set up an online stream? How do you help people connect, you know? So um, it's been an interesting time, definitely exhausting because I think, you might find yourself repeating a lot of things um, often and that sort of thing. No, bro, I'm, I'm, I mess with that shit heavy because I th feel that it is forcing creativity amongst so many people. And when it's just like, okay, you, a camera, go. What can you do? What can you create? It's actually exposing a bunch of these, I'm not calling them easy vloggers, but let's say uh, easy vloggers that basically have a cool thing to go do and they get a nice thing, they get a shot, blah, blah. It's just, they don't need to try it. It's just all there. And now they're locked at home. It's like, cool. Well, what can you do creatively now? And now when it's funny enough, because when everyone can ex escape externally and create all this content, it's very easy and polished and there's a rush for attention. Now everyone's locked and everyone is consuming content. Well, how good is your shit now? Like, go what, what what do you got now when we're it's like a, um it's like the, the the yacht racing in the olympics where everyone gets the identical boats yeah yeah everyone's got the identical boat and you just jump in and it could be the whole thing oh, that's fucking and great. have you noticed that have you noticed that the like the exported maori in a hoodie is the guy that is winning that game right now <laughs> like gang 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 because it's about that authenticity piece and 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 i think too long we've floated that word around but but actually we've tried to fabricate authenticity like yeah. so many people like how can we look more authentic online it's like if you're asking that question you're not doing yeah. that right change the culture of your business and then um, and then what will flow out of that will will be general genuine authenticity I think that's the best advice you gave me, Ricky, is around, you know, staying authentic and not trying to pretend in this, at this time around what how, how you're going and what your people are feeling. Just leaning into it and just being real is massive because um, I think everyone was still going through it at, at the moment. Hori, just give a quick context to what your business actually does. I don't think you said that for those that are watching with Ariki, what you buzz. I, so um, I started off as a, a freelance graphic designer um, 13 years ago. And from this, I wanted to make video games, to be honest. Uh, making games is super hard, so I don't, I don't even did it. <laughs> um, but in making games, you yeah, there's like graphic design, animation, um, as well as audio and all sorts of storytelling. So I've actually um, been fortunate to spread that across the design business. So I've been um, uh, pretty much leading a design studio since 2015 with about 15 people now. Um, and in that, we're just trying to um, help Māori and all around Aotearoa to kind of have a bit of a presence. <coughs> In the design and creative space so we've been able to be a part of a lot of stuff in the south island um, and a bit of stuff in the north island as well so um, from creating uh, resources like graphic design branding to actually entering different physical spaces as well to like um, interior and spatial design and you, um, forgot like, the most you forgot the most important thing bro oh uh, yeah. it's high school of all time 
That's right. It's a, um, I don't know, high school. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> a school that doesn't exist anymore. But um, I think it, we're kind of used to ha- not having a lot. That's, that's my take on survival at the, at the moment. Um, I say for those that are going through not having things, it's saying that we grew up in, in, our, in our side of town not really having a lot. So I think um, even through the earthquake, as a freelance graphic designer, that shook up the system in town. And then, um, a lot of the work went to those that were agile enough to move fast. And Robert probably can attest to the agility being a key factor to his success. Um, and then when the big dogs, when big things happen to the big companies, they go to the smaller companies to support everybody. Um, and at the moment, I feel like everybody's become their own little companies and everybody's become responsible for their own skills and talent. Um, and what they can achieve online is something that I think helps uh, if you've got the skills. So, yeah. Uh, Miss Foster's giving you props, man. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. Miss Foster. Miss Foster. <laughs> yeah, we got a big story about her, actually. Our team, uh, our class at school, actually, we had a big, um, she said she didn't want to send her kids to our school, and I think the whole school ended up, our class anyway, um, sort of turned on her a bit, but then she came back and appreciated a bit of that, I think. Shout out to the teachers at Adonai High School. Yeah, shout out. Um, biggest shift where, okay, Ricky, I'll actually ask you this question. Everyone's stuck in virtual and everyone's rushing online to have virtual presence and trans- transition. There's still a mentality of transactions for commerce because there's no cash flow, but the reality to actually have that, it's got to be relationship with, with, with value, with content, with the things that you do. How is the, how do businesses need to change their strategy and the way that they think about uh, digital presence and, and social brand brand building during times like this? So they're not tone deaf to the, to the, to the commerce. I think it's important not to throw your business brain out because you don't understand the technology. Uh, online, be- remember when we used to live offline and we used to go online? And now we live online and we go offline occasionally. So our behavior our behavior has just transitioned to online. So you still have your full, the old school, the P's of marketing and the funnel, and that still exists. It's just that people can do it themselves now. You don't have mm-hmm. to tell them about it. You don't have to... Um, take them through that journey. They take themselves through the journey. So you have to make it available for them. So all you, your your responsibility is just to represent yourself in the truest form possible online. And you don't have to try and force anything down people's throats. They'll they'll find it if your if your content is good and authentic. So I mean, we're seeing a massive shift in 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 behavior right now, and everyone's forced to change that behavior. So New Zealand's like digital behavior is like five to seven years behind everybody else. So I think we're catching up really fast. We've been forced into it from like like level four. So I think that we'll catch up real quick. That's good. Eh? Um, Dion says authenticity so true. We're finding that in Europe too. Also, uh, finding people in our teams that didn't previously consider themselves creative are now becoming super creative. Um, Dashala, agree with the future about brand awareness, sharing value should be top of the funnel. Um, and uh, Nick Elias uh, says, I think the hidden message here is inspire. I like that um, lots of people are starting to talk because there are so many people with so much value that don't talk. And Rebecca, I take my hat off to you because you are connected with those people and you put online. Like I've had the privilege of spending some time and buying a coffee for Rob Campbell and I just like soaked in that guy's you know aura um and then when you got them online and showed them to the world i was just like oh my goodness i'll give you an example i posted a um a post on linkedin yesterday and said ceos what's the one thing that you would tell yourself on the first day of your first ceo job uh and not a single comment 
and I'm connected with maybe like three, 400 CEOs. And I was just like, I wonder what value I could try and uh, extract out of these people. And the thing is, is that your generation will disappear and all that knowledge will disappear if they if they either don't actively come on or we don't draw it out of them. So we have a responsibility to actually draw that um, if we understand this digital space, which is why basically I've just said, hey, hit me up on Facebook if you want to know anything about digital, you want to get out there or whatever, like, let's just do some stuff. I'm not going to charge anybody for anything. So I get it. Um, we've got our next callers on. Boys, it's been good. Yo. Ricky, keep it real. Thank Corey, you. A-Town for life, doggy. I see you soon. I think up next we've got the bro Tamadi. Tamadi, Norman. How are you? How are you? Good, bro. Good, good, good. How are you? What's going on? Go for it. Oh, bro, we're um. Oh, introduce I'll, yourself. Go. Oh, got it. Tamadi Norman, um, CEO, co-founder of Native Rituals and Remac Industries. Uh, we do um, natural cosmetic sleep and muscle recovery, and we do a lot of work in Papua New Guinea around sustainable agriculture and business development. And also with iwi um, tourism businesses here in New Zealand as well. So we do quite a quite across a diverse range of things. But my main mahi is with native rituals. So yeah, um, you already kind of live out in the bush. You're already pretty <laughs> pretty. You you're off the flipping the, the commercial grid with traffic and bullshit. You flipping. Uh, why are you yeah. on the show, mate? This is like a normal week for you. Stuff you, Tony. <laughs> Yeah, hey bro, that, that literally the only thing that's changed is I have maybe a hundred less cars going past the front of my house, and my wife gets to stay at home because the schools are closed. So you know, True. <laughs> how's wife? Are you all good? Yeah, she's good, bro. It's um, it's been really good for us with her being hapu, um, that she's not having to be at work and kind of in that risk position of yeah. kids bringing viruses into school, and so yeah, that that's been a really that's been huge for us as having she's that relief. Five months? Uh, we're due in June, June 8th, so we're seven months, seven right. months, Jeez. eight months, something. Yeah, Kerry so Russell, Tamadi, the man. Oi, Kerry, jump on the show, dog. Jump in, brother. Um, Kerry. Bro, bro, one no. of the things that I'm finding, I guess, interesting is like we're an e-commerce business, and so the, the, I look after the e-commerce for my iwi and for my own company, but we're completely shut down. So looking at hearing your guys' last- not essential. Yeah, well, we're not deemed as essential, but there's also companies like Be Pure um, with Ben Warren. Yeah. Ben Warren, so they're shut down as well. And they so I've got him on the show next week. Yeah, he's a good dude, bro. He's He did his, I've got a lot of time for him. He did his master's in Māori nutrition, traditional Māori nutrition. And uh, so his, just quickly, um, Kerry yeah. can't jump on because he's currently new. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, this guy's turned to shit. <laughs> um, e-commerce business yep go next but, um yeah so being us being shut down it was quite interesting to hear like we one of the things we've been doing is trying to provide content for our our customers and our consumer base about hey where do you buy food how how do you go outside the main box of progs foodstuffs um my food bag and um hello fresh and so we kind of said hey Here's a few other online options that are small businesses that aren't rammed to the wall that are getting you second, you know, two to three day delivery. And so that's kind of where I've been targeting on is we can't sell anything, but we can provide value. So that was really interesting to hear the last two callers there called or about that. And so we're in some ways it's going to make me go back and my wife and I spent a day doing um, video yesterday and just kind of 
repositioning how that is. Um, so yeah. it's more informational. Yeah, and, and it's a good time for the, the brand building piece, right? The educational story behind the story, telling all those, yeah. those things. You've got to, maybe one thing to also think about is, um, doing this with someone else at the moment is, is converting your um, your email newsletter database into yeah. um, a, a content play and either drive yeah. potentially that online, right? So say if you did, you know, uh, Native Rituals, you know, Thursday sessions or whatever this may be, even if it's just a Q&A mm. or whatever it is, like take them from a um, static environment through, I guess, a email into mm. a, a call to action into some live event where there's interactivity to, to build build more of that that trust and perfect That's example cool. was Dion Nash we did that yesterday so he was you know talking about Dion Dion Nash with Trump and disaster we talked about I was like man let's have that let's open that conversation uh, up to do it so we did that old rope show last night and it was you know me him Bruce Pilbrow and uh, James McConey which was which mm. was super super rad chats um, but yeah maybe something to think about as well. Um, yeah, that's real interesting. Yeah. The other one that we've I've kind of got thrown yesterday was with my US tourism businesses being shut down. Yeah. Um, I've got they've now said, hey, here's a four to six week period on how we reimagine what our tourism delivery looks like. If people yeah. can't come to us, what is our what is our presentation like? What is our what are what are we offering? Yeah. So I think that's quite an exciting thing to have is that we took Ngati Kuri's tourism businesses digital last uh, two years ago. And so over that two-year period, we've we've been kind of transitioning, and now we can't sell much, but we can actually start to tell our story in a greater way. And that, and I'm, I'm, you know, I had the like virtual depth, virtual depth, exactly, bro. And it's like, you know, we we've had three hundred and fifty thousand cars go past to Tereiringa Waitemere and Cape Ranga every year. That number was predicted to go to six hundred thousand pre-coronavirus, but we've not had a way to engage with them. So I think now we're in a position where we're we're reimagining and looking at how do we use VR, how do we use things that are going to give people the experience of visiting us and finding the the rest that our environment provides. So it's, yeah, I've, I'm in a place where I'm like going, man, it's a cool opportunity. I've just got to figure totally. out in my head how to, how to deliver it in a way um, that is both honoring of our environment and yep. of our tikanga. And how do we merge that into a digital context in a way that is communicated so that people don't just run well, up north, you know. Mate, this is simple. The advantage is culture and, and culture is storytelling and you yeah. can talk good shit, so I think you're going to be fine. Yeah, I'm excited. Eh? I'm, re I'm actually <laughs> really excited tell. by it. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good chat to you, bro. Got the next call on. Uh, Shaz, you're going to be up next. Shot G, talk to you soon, bro. Talk to you soon, bro. Check us. Deuces. Uh, up next. Shaz, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Robert. How are you? Look at the beautiful okay? white oh, hats. So you know, so you're not even this that doesn't even count as isolation. You got all the space in the world. Uh give a quick intro to, to everyone. What's your name? Where you're at? What, what are you up to? Uh so I'm Sharon. Uh, but because I'm a Geordie, I'm known as Shaz. And um, I have a tourism company called Love My New Zealand. Um I've been running it six years now. Um and I had the pleasure of having you out on one of our great adventures, Robert. It was amazing um, with um, Rudy Bublitz and all the crew, and we just half destroyed a $1.3 million worth of Range Rovers, I believe. That was insane. <laughs> yeah. And actually, doesn't that make you realize how lucky we were and what we actually had? And, you know, mm -hmm. at this at times like this, you realize being outside was amazing and, and will yep. be in the future. Totally agree. Um, so what's up? 
But yeah, so I guess, you know, you were asking how everybody was feeling. And I have to be honest, I've watched a lot of your stuff on the tall poppy syndrome, etc. I think I swing from despair to um, hope and joy um, mm. every day. I go from one to the other. Um, and, you know, I, as I say, I mean, I'm a single mum of three kids. So it's kind of, it's me. It's And, and yeah. if the loneliness grabs me, then I go down. But, you know, so I'm, I'm really excited that things like this can happen because it's great to hear other people's ideas and how people are coping. It's, it's yeah, it, it, it's really been good seeing and listening to other other leaders with their headspace around how they're approaching it and just the mindset they've taken into it. You know, even Michelle Dickinson's thing of her, her entire global business crumbled in 24 hours and within seven days she'd changed a total virtual academy and all this other crazy stuff. Like it's pretty insane, right? So yeah, it is, I think it's important to go wide and, and, and have everyone kind of actually say what's up and kind of more humanize and have some real chats. And I guess obviously I'm fortunate enough that, you know, I've got personal relationships and that everyone knows how I roll anyway. So I'm pretty flat regardless. So I don't give a shit if you're a CEO, if you're homeless or whatever, like we're, we're homies, we're homies. And, and that's been quite good because I think a lot of people, they want to see others that potentially might be in different positions or whatever, still know that, oh, there is vulnerability and a bit more authenticity and a bit more empathy with, with them as well. And just the, the mindset that you're taking around. Did you see the one yesterday with Paul Wood, Dr. Paul Wood? Um, yeah. It was incredible, eh? Like his headspace, I was getting hyped, like talking to him. I'm like, shit, yeah, let's flip and go. Let's go. I was just getting hyped. Um, but just the, the mental t space of how they t take into it is big. How, how, are you, how are you doing mentally? Like how's the headspace? Are you getting a bit more bit more of a game plan with the strategy of how you sort of deal with this whole shit? Like yeah, and I think I think I am. I think what I'm looking at at the moment is that we had all these resources like vehicles and people, um, team and expertise and tech, and we thought, well, it's literally doing nothing. You know, we've got Range Rovers sitting on the drives, not doing anything. So yeah. we've actually gone a bit underground, which has been interesting because I've got such a great network as well um, because of running a luxury tourism company. I've got some quite um wealthy business people and it's been incredible because even though they're hurting they've still put contributions through into our business so that we can help others my so sister's good. paramedic so we've been able to hear on the ground those that they're going in to see who are really struggling i.e can't afford any food so i liken us at the minute to the the knights of the road like the aa in the uk used to be where yeah, they yeah. turned up on motorbikes in black leather and um we haven't quite got to the leather bit yet, but, you know, taking a box of groceries and just leaving it at the end of a, a doorstep or a drive and then leaving. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been quite good. And that's that's a temporary fix. That's going to help some people in the community, which I'm really happy to do. But in the meantime, um, I have some great little, you know, great team. And we've been talking about where we go with tourism. And it was really great to hear your last speaker there talk about, you know, giving value when mm. there's no income or nothing coming in at the minute. But we, can, we can't sell, but we can give value. And so yeah. we've started getting into the headspace of domestic tourism. And although we're being very careful with that because it, it's not really, we shouldn't make some assumptions about what people here will want to do, but we do anticipate that international tourism is going to take a long time. And so what we're thinking about doing is just creating the most amazing of journeys for when people want to click a button and go um, and have yeah. those itchy feet and want to see and really celebrate our country. So we're getting ready to do that. Yeah, that's cool. Smart.
yeah, the tourism sector has been pumped, totally pumped. Um, my homies with um, I'm on the board of Figure NZ with Stephen England Hall, who's the CEO of Tourism New Zealand, and I'm I'm going to have him on the show after obviously the the, the chaos dies down. But you just you wonder, you know, how do they navigate? Do they go virtual? Do they go augmented? How do they start to slowly bring crew in? Theirs is purely predicated on the immigration, I guess, status of of what um the New Zealand government decides to do with all all its bits and pieces. So, yeah, it's it's going to be crazy to see how it goes. How do you see the the, the tourism ecosystem rebound from this? I think it's a time that the industry really has to work together. Um, and it's an interesting concept because, you know, when we talk about we're in this now, this is coronavirus, this is COVID-19 era. And before yeah. that, everything looked great. Well, it didn't. And I said to a colleague mm. the other day, I was struggling in business before this all happened. Yeah. So actually, I think it's time that the tourism industry did look at this and go, right, we could really work together. We could share knowledge. We can create journeys amongst ourselves. And we can really, instead of this... Kind of sometimes in tourism, you found people were very standoffish and didn't want to reveal their secrets and reveal their knowledge. Um, mm. It's time to get together now and open up and really start to work together. I could see, um, talking to Sam Stubbs, he, he runs uh, the CEO of Simplicity KiwiSaver. They're sitting on about $1.5 billion at the moment on on track to try and get, get to 20 I guess. Um, but they're saying they're going to basically make moves to start investing into local hospitals, bits and pieces, you know, whatever. And then uh, I can imagine then the flow-on effect as well is even there'll be a big push for hyper-local tourism of really supporting the local thing, you know, local and regional yeah. and national. So, so I'm imagining um, they will be a bit more, yeah, into the mix. Um, I really appreciate your your, your chat, um, uh, Shaz, and I'll talk to you talk to you soon. Good yarns. Well, oh shit, ladies and gentlemen, we've been blessed for the one and only half bearded man that is uh, number four jock of the year in Metro Magazine, ladies and gentlemen, Carl Budge. All up in this shit. If I, was, if I knew the link that you just sent me meant I was going to come on this, I would have said no. <laughs> You're, you're out walking, baby. Out with the fam. Oh, okay. Br Br Briar's off it. Sorry, Briar. He's live on online. Out to the masses. Oh, was mid conversation. Hi, Robets, Mum. Just the only one that's watching Mum's on Messenger, like, oh, let's see what he's doing. Hey, the bed's looking good, mate. Is this what happens after, after tennis fizzes? Because he didn't know how to close down the last application. So, oh, jeez. still got it going on his phone. Uh, for those who don't don't know Mr. Carl Budge, please introduce yourself uh, in, in 10 seconds. Uh, okay, yeah, that's enough. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> and uh, go for it, mate. You can say it. Okay, flex on him. Oh, well, there's no introduction to be had. It's just uh, a friend of Robets that talks a little bit of sport. There you go. Okay, so would you like to talk about... Um, what would you like to talk about? Sport, events... Tourism, business, bailouts, what's on your mind as you walk? Are you in Omaha? You're in Omaha? Yeah, we're in Omaha. Yeah. Um, I'm missing sport, it's safe to say. Yeah, okay, let's uh, talk about that. Oh, I think everyone's just hurting. And it's, you know, sport provides such a wonderful escape for so many people in times of crisis. Um, yeah. yeah and I think it's that the whole has been further widened by it not being around. And, um, you know, it's, it's a real shame for everyone involved. But, uh, yeah, in context, it's also um, yeah. There's a lot of businesses hurting a lot more than we are. So, um, do you do you on. 
after after this resets, so we're talking to Cameron George the other day. He's saying it will, you know, it, this will take an entire reset, and he's looking at potential horizontal collaboration within other sporting codes, governments, corporates, and whatever to do it better. How do you think sport resets commercially after this? I think we're we're going to be forced to look at how we deliver our product differently. Um, yeah, I think for a long time we've been pretty lazy in New Zealand around our uh, entertainment experiences. Um, and so I think this is going to give us a really good opportunity to go, okay, well, what do people actually want now? Um, how do we get people back in the stadium? Um, how do we get brands having trust in our industry and, and seeing the real commercial value? Um, but, yeah, there's no question as well that it's also sped up. You know, and and to, to say that um, COVID-19 sped up esports is probably uh, inaccurate because it was already a behemoth. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's shining a light now on, on the more archaic sports um, the more traditional sports are now having to go, oh, well, maybe we should play in this space. Yeah, um, That sort of forces it upon us. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting times for all of us. The uh, the bit at the end that um, Cameron was talking about is, you know, he, he's now got forced time to think about this, this this planning of where they go. And clearly, obviously, they, they hadn't thought as much in the virtual space or online and digital as much as they could have. When I was talking to Clive Omrod, CEO of Les Mills, he was saying this this did nothing. Their strategy didn't change one bit. It just escalated its implementation into the marketplace. So, you know, exactly to that point on, on sport, there's going to be a lot of these different um, organizations looking at what they can do better, what tech they could think of things and kind of reset the entire the entire slate obviously with uh you know the all blacks and bits and pieces it, it almost looks like the government's going to have to step in across sport across all of it right like how do you if you if you were the government how do you sort of take the approach of after we get the medical sides clear that the, we get communities back sort of bubbling and then this kind of is i guess sports icing on the cake in many respects how would you think about strategically how you'd approach that maybe from a government perspective I think there's different levels to um, to each different sport. Mate. Is that you know the the health benefits, the socioeconomic benefits of sport is vast. Uh, you know, if if we can make sure that kids get back being active, that's uh, you know that's going to save our health systems and our life in the future years, as as you know multiple researchers have shown. So you know, I think it's important that we, um, yeah, that it is a priority for us. It's also going to be critical in terms of getting confidence in people going back into the tourism, even domestic yeah. tourism at first. Yeah, um, you know, that we're going to have to get people um, using events as a way of uh, of um, moving around countries and um, and attending things again and getting into mass groups again and getting back to our normal. So uh, I, I think it is a priority, but there's a the challenge at the moment, I guess, is there are so many priorities out there. What I do think it's it's um, shone a real light on for us is I think the need for the superstar I think will will potentially shift. Um, and that's going to be one changes that what do you mean by that i think you're going to see that the sport will come through more than the individual i think for a long time yeah and if i look at one of the hats that i wear in terms of tennis the individual has carried the sports for so long if i think of a, a roger a rapper a novak a serena uh you know they've really carried our sport for so long and it was them that people wanted to come and see yeah i think and uh, yeah online is teaching us that it doesn't actually need to be yeah, I can't tell you any of the gamers that are um, that you're seeing compete at the moment, um, but uh, people are watching them a mass, and, and they will build their own following. Don't get me wrong, but I think the reliance on superstar maybe may shift coming out of this process. Interesting. All right, I know you're with the fam. I know I I, I just messaged her to abuse you as per usual. Big love to to, to wifey. Tell Gordy he sucks, and and I'll be seeing you soon. Love your work, brother. Deuces.
There's the bro, Cal Budge, uh, ASB Classic Tournament Director on the commercial board at NZ Rugby. He's got very skinny legs and he sucks at golf. Uh, next up, the bro. Oh, Justin Smith. Hey, wow, that was quick. Boy. What's up, buddy? Oh, brother? How you doing? <laughs> What's cracking? No, much. I'm just out taking a... What's up, Grom? Say, what up? What up? This is Jai, everyone. What up, you know, I got my other little one. We're just, you know, going out for our, our daily walk, which um, currently Dude, Jai's entails... Jai's got way bigger, skating. man. Yeah, he's huge. We're just hey, out here hey, skating. Hey. That's Rabit. Say hi, Rabit. What's up, dog? Hey, Rabit. It's Felix. Mate. On, the, on the scooter gang? Scooter gang mafia? Yeah, we're okay. skating, but only where it's nice and, you know, slick, aka the driveway at home. No, I got it, man. Um, yeah. I, I like you. I would like to give you social props. You're the first person to put their handle for word. the gram. Yes. Yes. Marketing 101. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Oh, mate, you're just getting bombarded. Yeah, I'm from. I'm, you I'm, you're the head boss dog at Rima, right? Give them the quick context. Give, give, say what up. Well, let me know yeah. what you do. I look after digital marketing at Rima Media, which is. Um, Broadcaster in New Zealand that looks after, it's effectively the biggest Christian broadcaster in New Zealand. So we've got three um, radio stations, TV channel, and I look after digital there. So all the social media platforms, websites, podcasts, app, it's digital, it's me. Mate, the bed's looking strong, bro. Strong. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's a kind of a perspective I wanted to throw in here because obviously we, I mean, for starters, we're a non-for-profit, right? Um, and so the impact for us, which is really interesting, hold up, let me to turn on my skateboard. Um, the impact for us, to a kickflip, Felix. Um, the impact for us is really interesting because you know whether you have faith or not, um, the importance of faith-based organisations in this time has become really apparent to me because obviously hmm. it's the first crisis that I've been through where I've been in a position to actually see a lot of the communication that comes through. And yep. for us, it's really interesting because A, we're listener supported. So we don't have the commercial um, element to our organization, you know, in terms of advertising. We are literally 100% on air. No, actually, it's a lie. 80% on air because of donations, okay. literally, yep. from our listeners who back yep. what we do. Which means we have a level of insulation from all the commercial and you know instability that we're seeing in the market at the moment, which plus is plus click plus clickbait <laughs> articles sending people for fear mongering uh, media, which Hold is causing distress in the real world. But yeah, continue. Yep. Yeah, and then the second part of that is obviously you know people who um, people who back what we do. It reinforces what's important for us, which is actually people want to hear a certain message. In our case, it's you know doubling down on the aspects around hope. And actually, yeah. you know, the end to all of this and just being there for people, you know, as they expect us to on a day-to-day basis. And what that highlighted for us as an, uh, a team, especially as the whole organization has been sent to work from home um, and our CEO and us as a leadership team have all said, look, you know, obviously I have kids. It's what, 9.46. I've sort of online-ish at 6 a.m. this morning. As long as we're hitting our big boulders, we don't give a stuff if people are working, you know, at 10 at night because they're working around kids or, you know, they're doing the nine to five. Um, and that level of grace is really important. But what it's really forced us to do is hone in on the what's urgent versus what's important, you know, nice. paradigm. And that's something that obviously is super relevant in organizations all the time, but especially now in this time of crisis and need where everyone is forced, you know, it's leveled the playing field that everyone has to think that way internally. But from a consumer perspective, I think it's also the exact same and it speaks to something, was it Jack earlier was talking about selling products and, and the yep, whole content. Market. It's like 
from our perspective, we need to hone in on what's important for our for us. It's our listeners. But, you know, for commercial brands, it's 100% that same thing. Unless it's important to them, it's completely tone deaf in this moment, you know? I would agree. Um, we've got the next caller coming on. We've got Mr. Tim Marshall is about to join oh, in. Mr. Tim Marshall is about to join in. I see you soon, Justin. Later, Jizo. I'll talk to you. Um, tell Ruth I said what up. Yeah, well, Later, doggy. See you guys. It's the boy Timbo. Yo, 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 Tim Marshall, please introduce yourself. Yeah, um, well, my name is Tim. Um, originally from Timaru, so that's a good way to remember me, I guess. Tim from Timaru. Plus the beard. Move. Yep, that's it. That's it. This is my quarantine beard that I got going on. It's good. Um, everything's a mess in my life at the moment, so why not? Why not my face as well? <laughs> but. Um, yeah, well, what's our connection? We I started working with you probably, gosh, five, be like five six, years ago. Six years, yeah. Because I've been living in Auckland now for for six years, and um, yeah, we started working together and got involved with Frontside and that sort of thing, and that was that was pretty sick, um, pretty fun, and yeah, still with Frontside at the moment, still doing that, and um, being able to work from home, and I've got got a backlog log of editing that I'm that I'm getting through with that, but. Yeah, I mean, this conversation is pretty awesome, man, and um, and I think probably where when my value add comes into this is probably um, more so on the church side of things as opposed to the yep. work side of things. Like the work side of things at the moment, I think I don't think we're going to see the impact of that in the in the sort of videography industry for another two months yet because a lot of people are um, still doing stuff on the backlog and. Obviously, yeah. everything's going to look completely different over the next couple of months and um, for the rest of the year, I think, for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's always ways around it and there's stuff like this that where people have just got to, got to adapt and brands have got to do this. But in terms of, in terms of what we're doing f for church, like, we, like we're, we immediately had to go online, right? Yeah. I saw the <laughs> like live streams, got, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you immediately have got, say 200 people that you usually meet with on a Sunday morning and you're not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> so yeah. what are you going to do? Um, and so we, we just jumped straight into, into the live stream um, game and we've got, got a bunch of friends that are doing, doing things in a, a whole bunch of different ways as well. Um, Pre-recording things and premiering the, them like that. But we decided that um, things are changing too quickly. And so we wanted to, to stay in the live the live game and yeah. um and be able to talk to things as as things um pop up but i've been i mean we've been fi finding it really um it's a pretty steep learning curve not only in terms like the live stream stuff is is pretty straightforward like you can sit here you can have conversations and you can uh you can do connect with people that way what what we're um learning to do and and trying to do better all the time and very steep learning curve for it is just trying to connect with people um, in this new way, mm. because you're not you're not having having the face to face catch ups anymore. And, and so that's a tough thing because you're not there in person to have the feeling. It's like a lot. Uh, Ed Hyde, um, the chief customer officer at, at uh, Chorus, was saying, you know, he can't sit in the room with someone and and look at the energy or the expression or yeah. what they're feeling and that whole the EQ side of feeling things, right? And and you kind of wonder, can you create? eq emotional depth through virtual you know yeah yeah and i i think i think that 
at the moment, I think everyone's struggling with it. That's yeah. that's what I've found. Everyone they want to hug like, everyone. People want yeah, hugs. Every, <laughs> and every, Timbo, GC's every, Timbo, Timbo, Timbo. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, everyone's, bitchy, just, bitchy. <laughs> everyone's just tired as well, right? Everyone's yeah. like exhausted from video calls and just there, there's like a, a new way of, of learning how to be with each other and learning how to connect with each other and that sort of thing. And so, um, yeah, I think that that's been a, um, yeah, I, it's just an ongoing learning process, right? I don't, yeah. I don't think we're going to get it right. Like none, none of us have ever been through something like this before. No. And where we, where we're all separated physically. And mm. so we have to connect virtually and like, there's so much screen time, man. Like I was talking about it with my flatmate, Braden. It's like, we, we go from, um, oh, oh like my, the, your, your iPhone gives you a notification every, every week telling you how much screen time you had. Oh, I went up like 42% last week to 10 hours a day or something like that. And I was like, Oh gosh, like you're going from your, your computer and working from home. And you're like, oh, I need a break from looking at that screen. And so you go look at another screen because the way that you connect with people and, and your, your smoko break now is looking at another screen. Um, and so we were saying it's super important for us to get out for a walk. And, Offline's the new um, online, bro. That's it. That's it. Um, um, Nyan, Timuru's favorite son. <laughs> Man, I miss that guy. <laughs> Such a good dude. Dang, we had some good times with Colab, didn't we? Man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the the um, crazy journey. How you feel? How's the how's the body holding up? You're doing the dude. You you're doing the press ups every day. You're getting the physical health dialed. You're getting yeah. the, you got the tech dialed for the, for the live stuff. You've got a batch yeah. load of two months worth of editing to knock out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so um, I've I've been doing press ups every day. Hundred hashtag hundred with bonds on yep. that one. Sounds um, out, guns out. That's, that's it. That's it. Uh, and then I've I've been um. Boxing Alley um, have been doing uh, free live workouts at like five o'clock cool. every day as well. So I've just been hopping on that. Just super important, I think, for for me anyway, just to, yeah. to get that exercise in. Otherwise, it's it's too easy to feel like a slob and like you haven't done anything. So Bro, yeah, I think I think that exercise is super important. But um, yeah, man, it's an interesting time connecting with people like this and. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we have like groups and um, we've been doing Zoom calls for, for our, our smaller groups with church and we had one of those last night and, and it actually was really sick. It was awesome. So I think that um, initially there's the the flood where it's like it's all too much. I'm on, on yeah. a screen way too much. But I think we'll learn how to connect with, with one another. I think like as people, we're designed for connection with each other. Yeah. And so... It's like I think we'll just we'll just learn more and more how to do that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm way too optimistic for my own good. I think we'll Dude. be all right. <laughs> same, same page, brother. All right, we've got a boost, yeah. bro. Love your work, bro. Much love. I'll talk to you soon, eh? Shot Timbo. Good chat. See you later. My man. But deuces. Timbo, the fucking man. Timbo is an absolute good human. Uh, uh, started rocking with me with Colab and Frontside, yeah, five, six years ago. Now he's the big boss dog at Frontside with the Saatchi and Saatchi Mafia. Absolute, absolute champion. Uh, I've really enjoyed this. This has been the good energy change and people coming in and out and rocking the Morena meetup. I think we, this needs to be a thing. Fridays, nine o'clock. I think it's going to be a thing. Uh, great work, team. Uh, big day ahead. We've got uh, John Baker coming up, Media Weapon. 
Uh, Lisa King coming up. Uh, social weapon. Francis Valentine's coming up. Flipping educational futurist weapon. It's going to be a good day, team. Stay positive. Stay good. High fives. And I'll see you in a bit. Deuces.